Welcome, everyone, to week 10 of the NFL. It's the November 8th edition of Father Son Holy Sport NFL show. I'm G-Man. That there is G-Money. What's going on, G-Man? Exciting. Hey. Bang, my Bengals are on a roll. I couldn't be higher right now. This is. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good right now. Woo, yeah, yeah, they are. You're looking good there. Hey, week 10 kicks off Thursday night with the NFC lightweight battle of the world, Panthers and Bears on Thursday night. Oh, my God. Both teams are last in their division. Both have seven losses. Oh, I'd say they're in the hunt for the number one pick team, honey. But remember, the Bears have an advantage here. If they beat Carolina and knock Carolina down, they have Carolina's pick next year. Exactly. Exactly. It'll be interesting. Great. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, this is going to be, I like the Bears on the money line just for that reason. Bears need to win this. They're favored by three and a half. I think, hey, bet them on the money line. They're going to get this. Yeah. Maybe, man. Maybe it'll be an interesting game. Hey, let's go over to the AFC. Let's talk about the Bills. They're now in third place in the AFC East team money. Is it time to panic on Buffalo? 100%. 100% it's time to panic on these guys. All right. They're five and four, and this team is supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. And I know the defense has injuries. Everyone's defense has injuries, but their offense is what's not clicking. Josh Allen's a roller coaster. You never know what you're going to get. And the biggest thing is, I believe in the past uh, six games they've played. They've had 10 or less points midway through the fourth quarter of every game but one, and that was versus Tampa Bay. So I'm, I don't know what's going on with their offense that doesn't click until it's time to, you know, they're, they're almost on their deathbed. And, you know, <laughs> you come into Cincy and you lose a game like that where the Bengals just like look like they're in a different class. Even, I know it, the score looks closer to 24-18, but it, it, it didn't look like they were in the same class. This offense is just average, and you can't win a Super Bowl with an average uh, offense, and their defense has lost a lot of key starters and their linebacker and defensive back core, and Josh Allen likes to throw picks to the other team too often. And so I can't trust this team come late, and they're clearly no longer in that class of the AFC. They're not in the same classes, you know, Kansas City, the Ravens, uh, and the Bengals, even Jacksonville, who beat them. So, you know, you're in the class of the Miamis. Right now they're fighting for a a playoff spot with the freaking Steelers. Like, that's who you're fighting with right now. So it is time to panic for these guys. Uh, Luckily, they play Denver and the, the Jets. But then after that, it gets interesting. Philadelphia, Kansas City, Dallas, the Frisky Chargers, New England who beat them, then Miami who beat them, or they beat. So it's going to get interesting at the end of the year here. Uh, They better win these next two because it's going to be close for them to even make the playoffs. Well, they're they're on the outside looking in in terms of the playoff race, uh, eighth right now, but there's four teams that have four losses that they're fighting with. The Houston Texans have four losses. The Los Angeles Chargers have four losses, and the Jets in their division have four losses. They're in a battle. Those four teams, four, well, those four teams are out right now. They yeah, have four losses. That's it's uh, crazy. They might they might miss the playoffs, and that is a detriment to a team that thinks they're Super Bowl contenders. 
and they might miss the playoffs, but they are four and one at home team money. And, and uh, Josh Allen plays well at home. They're back home. They're favored by seven and a half against Denver. This uh, it's actually uh, Sunday night, the Sunday night game against uh, Denver at home. I think they get this one done, man. They get it back on track here on Sunday night and settle down all the Bills Mafia fans. Let's go uh, over to talk about the Cowboys. They lost to Philly team money. Big game. Great game. And they played tough. And the Cowboys could have won. and Maybe should have won. But they lose to Philly. Philly again gets it done. How do you feel about the Cowboys right now? So this is an interesting one for me because I, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm like, man, we're so close there. I, I look like we outplayed them. Uh, you know, Dak clearly outplayed uh, Jalen Hurts, who looks hurt. If they get a Dak with his foot out of bounds, gets that two point conversion, and they had a touchdown that was at the goal yeah. line, it just they, they missed so many little things that looked like they had control of this thing. I mean, Dak threw for 375 and three touchdowns. He had one of his best games ever. Yep. But if you're going to play that well and you can't beat an Eagles team that seemingly tried to give it to you, Jalen Hurts threw for 200 yards. Like, do you expect them to play that bad? You know what I mean? So it's, it's a catch-22 here where at the end of the game, again – Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott's clock management was absolutely horrible. They had a false start or a delay of game, sorry, at the end of the game to push them back. Dak takes a sack, which you cannot do. It's just they did have a chance to win this game. So I can't say that they, they had so many miscues and little things here and there. You could have gone and won this game. And what do the Eagles do? They button up and they win the damn thing. And the Cowboys make the errors that we're worried about in the clutch moments. And that's the problem here. Yes, the Cowboys played great. Never wants to talk about, oh, Dak outplayed Hurts and all these things. That's fine. Ah. But at the end of the day, Mike McCarthy's clock management and Dak Prescott making bad decisions in the red zone is what's going to cost this team because it's what's cost this team the entire year and in years past. So I look, the Cowboys looked great. I'm happy for them. But when the Eagles play as badly as they did and you play as well as you did and you still make those mistakes down the stretch, look, I think the Eagles look like they're in a different class than the Cowboys, even though the score says it's closer. Dallas stepped it up. They've been stepping it up lately. You know, overall, over the last six games, they're three and three. You know, but they have stepped it up the last couple, couple games. They're starting to play better. And I think they're going to roll on the Giants. They're favored by 16. Oh, yeah. This line, started out, this line started out at 13 with the Cowboys. Now it's up to 16. It just keeps going higher. And, you know, they beat these teams like this. They're going to beat the Giants. But when they yeah. get into these big games, man, they have a tough time. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing for me is, look, this really is about the one seed. And that's where I think the Cowboys are in trouble, right? The one seed is what the Cowboys need. They, they're not the team to go on the road at, at San Francisco and win a game. Said that. Did Eagles. I say that at the I beginning agree. of the season? And I so told you, man. That's where this hurts them most. You know, the Eagles are 8-1, and one, and good for them for being 8-1 and one after playing so poorly in so many games. But the Cowboys are 5-3. and three. They're digging themselves out of a hole now. And so even if they catch, catch up on a couple games – 
I don't know if they have a chance to get the one seed. And so that's where this game hurts them most is they need home field advantage because they're not the team to go on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, and they're now ranked sixth in the NFC, and Seattle has the the edge over them in the tiebreak, yeah. best win percentage in conference games. Exactly. Seattle's ahead of them. Exactly. Oh my gosh, uh, they you're right. They have dug a hole. Let's go back over to the AFC. Bengals get a big win Sunday night. Are they a true contender in your eyes now, T Money? You you with that team? G right outside your window. There's never a doubt here. I don't know what uh, if don't listen to any of the earlier podcasts. There was never a doubt, okay? Never a damn doubt here on this side. You know, I'm I'm doing a podcast staring at Joe Burrow's home stadium right now. Yeah, yes, you are. It is, uh, you know, it's thrilling to see these guys Woo! rip off four in a row, uh, five of their last six. And it's exciting, man, to take yeah. down Seattle, San Francisco, and Buffalo in three straight games. Has anyone had that impressive of a streak this season? That's awesome. Uh, Joe yeah. Burrow clearly is a top two quarterback in this league. Don't tell me anyone other than Patrick Mahomes is better than this guy. And well, thank you. And their defense is looking great, too. To hold Seattle, San Francisco, and Buffalo all below 18 points is incredible. I'm really excited. These guys are clearly true contenders. There's clearly a class of the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Bengals in the AFC. Jags are not even on this level, man. They're looking great. I'm excited as hell. The Bengals are clicking on all cylinders right after after they come out of the bye. And they got a tough schedule still. Look, they got to play a lot of AFC North teams. They still play Jacksonville. They still play Kansas City. Uh, this is going to be tough. You know, I'm not saying we got this easy and we dug ourselves a hole behind the Ravens just to win the division and get a home playoff game. But are these guys contenders? Hell yeah. They've proven they can go on the road and get to a Super Bowl. And so, hell yeah, these guys are contenders. It's an awesome time to be in Cincinnati. Team Money fired up. Hey, and Team Money Money was out in San Francisco, lived out there for a while with his his beautiful fiance, bride to be, (laughs) Justine. Justine fell in love with Jimmy G out there. T-Money said, I'm getting out of this city. I'm going to a city where I can watch a team win the Super Bowl. Damn right. T-Money says, we're going to Cincinnati. And he goes back to Cincinnati, and all of a sudden, they're on the move. The Bengals are on the move. I agree, man. I agree, man. Hey, looking great. We got Houston coming up for Cincinnati. They're favored by seven at home. T-Money, are you going to be out there tailgating this weekend? Oh, yeah, I I will be watching the game Sunday. Uh, It's going to be fun, man. I'll be out there tailgating. But these Bengals looking like true contenders. It's exciting. Hey, thanks to our show sponsor, Blue Tees Golf. Go to to blueteesgolf.com. Find affordable, high-quality golf products. You can help pick up your game this coming spring. Enter coupon code FSHS. Get a 10% discount on your full order. And you'll also find a referral link in our bio hey team money let's go on to a couple more questions here and see what you're thinking how about atlanta you know big high hopes this year it's not working out so far for atlanta what do you think team money time to fire arthur smith would they actually do that look i don't know what arthur smith is doing um you know he is running Janu smith plays in the one yard line back to back then handing the ball <laughs> off to Tyler Algier. I don't know if he remembers he has Bijan Robinson. Does he know? 
that he has maybe the best back in the <laughs> NFL? Does he remember <laughs> the fact that they took him with a top 10 pick in the NFL? This guy was ripping off insane games to start the year. And now he's got a combined 25 touches in the last three games. All right. I don't I don't know if Arthur Smith all of a sudden is trying to prove that he's a better coach than his GM thinks he is and doesn't need the draft picks. I don't know what he's trying to do, but this guy, I think he's got to go. All right. It, they've lost so many games with mistake plays. This team is not going anywhere. It doesn't look creative. It looks like it's regressing. You lose the Josh Dobbs after he comes in and has two days in the building and no practice snaps with the team. I mean, it's, it's bad. And now they've lost three out of their last four with the one win they had over Tampa Bay where they scored 16 points. This team is in shambles. It's, and it's love, time for him to go. I love your spirit, man. You were fired up today. Hey, isn't he the son of a billionaire? This guy's got connections, doesn't he? Yeah. He is a son. He's a son of a billionaire and he needs some help here. Look, this is one of those guys where it looks like he's just, you know, the guy to bring stability to an organization, but he's not the guy to take you to the next level. And this team is actually pretty decent in a lot of spots outside of quarterback, obviously. But they they get a QB in there. I don't know if Arthur Smith's the guy to take you to the next level. He's done a decent job getting these guys back on track. You know, they're four and five, and in the NFC, that's not bad. But he's got to go. This just doesn't look right. He he doesn't he, he seems to call out anyone that calls him out when he does something wrong, like a little spoiled child that he is. And so, yeah, I think it's time to fire Arthur Smith. And we got we got Atlanta and Atlanta going to Arizona, and like you said, Atlanta is still in the hunt in that NFC South. Yeah. And I I think the Saints could lose that. Atlanta could be in first place on Monday morning. It would they be crazy. Be, but they play at Arizona. Arizona getting back. As far as we heard, Kyler Murray is back. Did you get any word on that? I the latest news. Supposedly he's going to play this week, but he's not fully uh, committed to that yet. It's almost a pick and game. Atlanta's slightly favored in Arizona, but if Kyler's back, that's going to be a close game. For Atlanta sure. starting Tyler Heineke, a quarterback for the first time this season. Uh, Drake London's out injured. So they're they're going through some bumps here yep. with their whole team, and they got to figure out how to get this done and beat Arizona. Come on now. Hey, let's, let's go to the AFC South where the Jags are in first team money, as we thought they might be. They've had an easy schedule this year. Plus, they're playing well, but right behind them is Houston now. Jacksonville 6-2, and two, Houston 4-4, four and four, and it's C.J. Stroud now, T-Money, a top-10 NFL quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Huh? C.J. Stroud okay. is a top-10 quarterback in this league. Uh, he's okay. fourth in passer rating. He's seventh in yards. He's third in yards per throw. Uh, he is playing great. And last week, uh, verse a you know just tearing teams to shreds this guy played incredible last week uh the last game he played uh versus Tampa Bay 475 or 70 yards and five touchdowns this guy was electric he is such a beautiful thrower of the ball he can layer it in there behind the linebacker and before the uh defensive back 
This guy is the real deal. I'm sure Carolina's regretting taking Bryce Young over this guy. And um, yeah, it's it's impressive what CJ's doing. I mean, he's looking like a top five quarterback in the league, how he's playing. He's clearly not uh prone to throw interceptions. He's thrown one on the entire season. And so I'm very impressed with this guy and his composure. The Houston Texans got to be thrilled uh, with getting a guy that plays this well, this fast. Uh, They got a good one down there. And I'm excited to see where this guy goes in the future. Uh, CJ Stroud definitely looking like a top 10 QB already, no doubt. I agree. And I love his leadership, his faith. The guy just is leading that team. He's so humble. And he's great. Not only is he setting rookie records, he's starting to set NFL records. He's the only the sixth player ever in the NFL to throw for 450 passing yards and five touchdown passes with no interceptions in a game. That's pretty amazing. Crazy. Sixth player in all of the NFL ever. Yep. Uh, so just amazing. Houston is the dog, though, going into your site there, T-Money. You're getting seven points at the Bengals. And what I think is going to be a high-scoring game, man, I think it's going to be a shootout. Yeah. I don't think Burrow can take his foot off the gas and run the clock out with Mixon. I think he's going to have to keep throwing in this game because you saw what CJ can do when he gets behind. He can come back. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, let's move on. Speaking of what's going to happen and the bets and all of that, let's go to big bets. Hey, do us a favor, buddy. Press that like and subscribe. We appreciate your support here at Father Son Sports going on to Big Bets, Team Money. And we're going to give our lock pick of the week, our dog lock pick, and some player props for everybody. Father Son Sports, man, doing it this year, 64% against the spread. G-Man is 74% against the spread, including player props, man. Hey, let's go to our lock pick of the week, Team Money. Who do you got for your lock pick of the week? All right, my lock pick of the week is the game we were just talking about, Texans plus seven versus the Bengals. Look, I think the Bengals get away with this win, but like we just mentioned, C.J. Stroud's playing so well. Uh, I know the Bengals' defense has been keeping people low scoring, but they're going to stay in this game. The Texans are you know, uh, playing well right now, and I think they're going to be – uh, right in the mix here, I, I, this is a little bit of a trap game, it feels like, for uh, the Bengals here. After getting a few big wins, you think the Texans are going to come in and be an easy win. No, these guys are playing great, all right? They're 4-4 four and four right now with a chance to make the playoffs. So watch out for the Texans. Plus 7 seems like too much to me in a team that just put up 39 points. Uh, so I'm going to say Texans plus 7, but the Bengals still get the win here. Seven points is a lot of points in the NFL. Yeah. So, yeah, that does seem like it's high. Hey, let me go over my lock pick of the week. I'm going to Frankfurt Stadium in Frankfurt, Germany, early Sunday morning. (laughs) Team Money's going to be up eating his cereal, his chocolate, uh, Count Chocula (laughs) cereal. And uh, at that time, it's going to be the Colts and the Patriots in Frankfurt playing. And it's pretty much a pick em game. The Colts are favored by one. That is moving up to one and a half, two, I think, by game time. But I like the I like the uh, the pick here for the favorites, for the Colts. Uh, Patriots have only scored, team money, 135 points this season. Nine games, 135 points, 14.8 points per game. That's 31st in the NFL. It's defense on the other hand, team money is 26th in the NFL. They give up 26 points a game. I know we think of them as this 
vaunted unit, but not this year. And they do not play well as an underdog. They're 1-9 against the spread. The Colts coming off the 27-13 win against the Panthers. JT has a big day. Give me Indy minus one for my lock pick of the week. All right. All right, G-Man. I like it. J.C. Jackson, uh, Patriots cornerback, already sitting out this game. So, uh, they're you know, m- nice pick there. My dog lock of the week here is Raiders plus two and a half versus the Jets. Uh, you like the, Coach Pierce. You're a Coach I Pierce like fan. Coach Pierce. They just went in and destroyed the Giants. They're probably staying in New York for the week. Yeah, give me the Raiders here <laughs> again to take down New York's other team. Uh, the Jets can't score points uh, at all. I know their defense is legit, but I like the Raiders here to sneak a win out, maybe get on a roll with their new coach. All right, all right. I, I like that, team money. I like that. You're 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 moving here. You're shaking. Hey, let me go for my dog pick of the week. I'm going over to Minnesota Stadium where the Saints come into town. And Minnesota's there, and they are getting points. And, man, that just seems like uh, kind of questionable to me, especially when you look at New Orleans' previous 10 games. as a favorite, 1-8-1 and one against the spread. And if they, after following a win, the 19, 19 times that they've followed a win, they've been 5-13 and 13 and won against the spread. Minnesota, on the other end, previous 10 games, 6-3-1 against the spread, when they're home underdog, 13-7. And, and so last week, Minnesota beats the Falcons with Josh Dobbs being the hero. Can he keep it going? The fans are excited over there. Give me the Vikings. Buy it up to plus three. I see it's a two and a half. Buy it up to plus three. They're at home. Dog block pick of the week. All right. All right. Like it, G-Man. Let's go to everyone's favorite betting section now, and that's G-Man's player prop of the week. He's hot. He knows what's going on. G-Man, what do you got for us? Hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. I got some good targets here. I'm going to try to narrow it down to the three that I like. And all the player props are not out. We record on Wednesday. So you guys look them up, and I will too at game time. But here's the ones that I like. JT, Jonathan Taylor, in that England game. I like his rushing attempts. I think they're going to feed him the ball. If it's over 16, I think he's going to be over 16. So anything that's 16 or under, go over that. I like his rushing yards over 55 yards. I think it'll be in that range, the target. Let's see where that uh, rushing yards target comes out. I think he's going to get 65, 75 yards. Maybe uh, he pops one and gets a lot more. Uh, But I think the prop will be set around 55, 60, and I like it over that number. Hey, let's look at a second choice. Joe Burrow, the one that uh, T-Money mentioned in that stadium right behind him. Uh, I think his prop will be 276 passing yards. He's beat that three of the last four games. I also like his rushing attempts. If he gets a rushing attempt of three, I think he's going to be over that. He's been running the ball more. Uh, if, if the rushing attempts are set at three, he's been over three, several games in a row. Uh, and the last one I'll give you is Jared Goff. Jared Goff on the passing yards. They're playing the Chargers. This is a 48-and-a-half over-under. Chargers and Lions throwing it back and forth. The, it's basically a pick game. Detroit slightly favored. But I, I think Goff beats this 263 number. He's beat it three games in a row, and this is going to be a lot of points. All right. All right. I like it, G. What do you think? Which one you like the best out of those? I like the JT over rushing yards. That's uh, that's what I like. Okay. Okay, good. There you go, everybody. 
tip from T-Money on top. That's the icing on the cake. Hey, let's go on to Fantasy T-Money. All you fantasy managers, how you doing? You're past the midway point, man. You better make your move. Trade deadline's coming up in all the fantasy leagues. So you're going to have to make some trades unless you got keepers in a league like ours where you got keepers, a little bit different rules. Hey, don't forget all you guys, and I know you haven't forgot, all you fantasy managers, week 10 buys. There's four teams on a buy, and there's some good players on buys. So people are scrambling today to get their waiver wire picks. AFC, we've got Miami and Kansas City on buys. And the NFC, we got Philly and the Rams on buys. Okay, so there you go. We got three games for you. Starting off with hot and cold, team money. We'll give you the start and, and sits and the player tips, man. I'm going to start off with the hot picks. At quarterback, I'm going to the guy we've talked about. Hey, nothing about being consistent here. I'm going Joe Burrow at home against the Texans on Sunday afternoon. And will team money, the real question is, will team money be cited at the tailgate? And I'd say that's a yes. I'm betting on the odds on that. Team money at the tailgate, at the banks, throwing it down. But I like Burroughs here in this game. Burrow in this game, he threw for 348. Last game, two touchdowns. He, he looks like he's over that calf injury. He's running the ball. I think he's great value on DraftKings, only 6800 bucks For some of the more expensive quarterbacks, I like this buy for your DFS team, Joe Burrow. Upside quarterback, hot pick of the week. All right, all right. My cold QB of the week is going to be Josh Dobbs. He's projected 15.2 versus New Orleans. They're ninth okay. versus QBs right now. And they've allowed okay. someone over 15.8 only one time in their last five, uh, five games, and that was an 18-point showing. So I think they're going to be tight. I think he's going to be right around his projection. If you can look for other guys with higher upside, I'd go with him. He still doesn't have Justin Jefferson. Uh, and now people are going to be a little more prepared for him scouting-wise. They didn't think he was going to play that last game. So watch for Josh Dobbs. I know he's the hot name right now on the waiver wire, and I think he is a good uh bi-week QB. But I think he's going to be in trouble versus New Orleans defense. Hey, nifty move right before the trade deadline to get him, Josh Dobbs. And I like Minnesota with those points at home. They might lose by one, but I think they might win it with Dobbs. We'll, we'll see what happens here, man. Hey, running back this week, I'm going with JT in Germany against the Patriots on Sunday morning when Team Money rolls out of bed. JT had 18 fantasy points last week. Three more times the touches as Zach Moss. He's returned to the alpha, my friends. He's returned to the alpha. He also got five passing targets. I was looking at that prop, and he scored a receiving touchdown. Keep that in mind. And you think New England has a great D? They ranked 20th in the NFL against opponents' fantasy running backs. JT, 6600 bucks on DraftKings. A lot better value than some of the bigger-name guys. He's my upside running back. I'd pick of the week. All right. JT, your boy. Let's go to my running back here. That's going to be Gus Edwards as my cold running back of the week. 12.2 projection versus Cleveland, who is number two versus running backs in fantasy football. He's getting most of his points here from touchdowns. He's had six touchdowns in the last three weeks, which is unheard of. Uh, so I just really think he's going to regress to the mean here. He's not going to continuously put up touchdowns. Keaton Mitchell clearly uh, is eating up into his uh, – 
timeshare now and getting a lot of touches, the rookie uh, running back. And there's also Justice Hill. So it's and Lamar can run it in himself. So this is just a crowded backfield. I think this guy is going to slow down a little bit. Like I said, six touchdowns in three games. There's going to be a regress to the mean moment here. And I think it's versus tough Cleveland defense. Okay, good pick, T-Money. I'm just sending a trade request to my friend T-Money for this next guy that I'm picking for wide receiver hot pick of the week, and that's going to be Tank Dell. Tank Dell, my pick of the week in that Cincinnati-Houston battle on Sunday afternoon. He's time for the team lead in targets, 26% target share last week in that win versus the Bucks. He's fourth in open rate behind only Brandon Ayuk, Keenan Allen, and Garrett Wilson. That's impressive, T-Money. And he's big-time value on DraftKings, only 5500 bucks. Great guy to put in your DFS lineup. My upside wide receiver, hot pick of the week, Tank Dell. All right, all right, Tank, my boy. I love that I picked him up off the waivers. My uh, <laughs> my cold wide receiver of the week, Amari Cooper versus uh, Baltimore, projected 12.2 points. Coming off a good game. Coming off a good game, but last week he caught a touchdown that ricocheted off another teammate's helmet. So let's not act like he had an incredible game. That one was, I'm going to say it, lucky. So I don't think he gets a touchdown. This Baltimore defense is number eight versus wide receivers. They might be the best defense overall in the NFL right now. They're allowing the least points per game. Uh, so this is going to be a tough matchup. I think it's going to be a, a slog when the AFC North matchups are. Amari Cooper is my cold wide receiver of the week. Okay. Okay, T-Money. Hey, next game is take or mistake. I pick a player that had a big week. And Team Money tells me whether we should take the bait this week or would that be a mistake? And this is a surprise, Team Money. You've already talked about this guy. I got a feeling what you might say. Let's talk about Josh Dobbs, who appears to have taken over the helmet quarterback for this high octane offense, Team Money. You know they like to put up the points at, at the Vikings. Dobbs completed 20 of 30 for 158 and two touchdowns, no interceptions, added 66 yards and another touchdown on seven carries against the Falcons, and he found Brandon Powell for the game-winning touchdowns with 22 seconds left. Finishes the fourth-best fantasy quarterback in Week 9 with 25 points. Team Money, can fantasy managers trust Josh Dobbs for their fantasy season stretch run? Is he a take, or would that be a mistake? This is going to be a tough one because I definitely don't think he's going to be a guy you can rely on to make a long playoff push, but he's a great bye week guy. He's a great stash guy if someone gets hurt, but there's a lot of guys. Will Levis, I think, has more upside. Kyler Murray's coming back. Geno Smith, I like, is a little more stability. Uh, you know, there, there's definitely guys that I like more than him. But like I said, he's a great bye week quarterback. He has upside. He's had multiple games in the 20s. I think he's quarterback 10 on the year right now, which is absurd to think. Uh, so, yeah, I like him. But I don't love him. I mean, there's definitely a lot of other guys I would probably take as a starting quarterback over him. But he's a great guy if you need something in a pinch. Hey, all right. Sounds good, T-Money. We are working our way to the finish here of Father Son Sports Show here in Week 10. I'm going to give you my DFS lineup here, everybody. We've won some tournaments this year. And let's see if we can keep it going. I'm stacking some of these Cincinnati guys. I got Joe Burrow. With I'm going to put Joe Mixon in at the running back, catching some passes and some runs, maybe scoring. 
Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. I've got JT in at the running at the other running back position. And at the wide receiver, got Tank Dell, as I mentioned. The other two wide receivers I've got, my most expensive wide receivers, Brendan Ayuk at 7100 I got Olave in there at 6400 bucks on DraftKings. These are the DraftKings values. I think Buffalo is going to have a good game, and Kincaid is in at my tight end. He's only 4300 bucks. And T-Money's favorite flex, I'm bringing John o. Smith in as the flex playing for Atlanta for 3600 bucks. All right. All right. I like it, G. Hey, that's it for today's show, T-Money. Thank you to our sponsor, Blue Tees Golf. Go to blueteesgolf.com, everybody. Enter FSHS. And we appreciate your support. Check out our website for merchandise like you see here. Okay. Hey, we hope you had fun and got some tips. In NFL Week 10 as it's coming up, we love bringing the energy. On behalf of T-Money, I'm G-Man. See you next week. All right. Peace.